you are saying the anyways. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, we're not changing that intro. I'm a 15-year-old boy. I'm going through puberty. You're the, the, the recurring uh, Simpsons character. Uh, yeah. Uh, hi. Forever teenager. Uh, yes, forever teenager. <laughs> Welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. I said it right this time. You did not Didn't stutter. even have to hesitate. No. I am Matthew. I am Mike. It is May, March, April. <laughs> it is not even close. I was going to say is, May. I thought, no, that's not right. April, March. April no, the April. 27th, 2016. This yep. is episode number... Six, 18. Eighteen. Episode number 18. We are legal. Yes. But don't buy us drinks yet. No, oh, we're not that kind of legal. We can buy some Siggies. Hang out in front of the liquor store. Some Siggy Siggy Parm Parms? Yes. Some, ugh. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Uh, this is a Media Boat Podcast. We talk about the media. We talk about movies. We talk about music. We talk about video games. We talk about television. We talk about everything in between. And life. And life sometimes. We feel like it. We segues a lot. Let's go right into it. Let's talk about filmed entertainment. Talk, talk about, about the box office. The cinema. Let's talk about the box office. The and box office. How right we were and how bad things got. All right. So number one, Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Yet again, Taking it for the second week in a row. Second week in a row, uh, sixty million. It got over that fifty. That over fifty percent. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It got below a fifty percent drop. So sixty million makes it number one. Okay. Number two, however. All right. Is a severe drop. Yes. Uh, Huntsman: Winter's War. Yeah. Came in number second. Whew. But boy. Number second. That, that's just a number. Yeah, number second. It, yeah, it came in number second. <laughs> but that's just a number. No way did it make near as much as 60. No. It actually made as much as Barbershop made the previous week. Oof. $20 million. Woof. That's pretty lousy. It's worse than the original. Yeah. Which is obvious. Which, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Stop making sequels to your uh, to your fan fantasy teen movies. Also, Hollywood. apparently, no one wants to see Thor outside of Thor. So, what we're finding out here is that uh, Chris Hemsworth is not a box office draw. No, uh, he by did, himself. He did not do that well in Rush. He did not do that well in the Heart of the Sea. If I remember correctly, the Thor movies weren't even that successful. No, the Thor movies themselves yeah. are part of the low end of right, Marvel. Right, the low movies. end of the Marvel stuff. So. Chris Hemsworth is not box office gold. He is no Melissa McCarthy. He's not poison either. No, but he's somewhere in the middle. Although this does also affect uh, Jessica Chastain and sure. um, what's her name? I always thought uh, uh, Jessica Chastain is more of a um, a prestige picture person. Anyway, I see her more of a supporting role too. I mean, you know, you put her in something, you know, like a political drama, it makes more sense. I think Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, she's you're... Zero Dark Thirty kind of. A, to me, established her as somebody who's more of a Oscar bait, yep. as opposed to your action movie star. But that's just me. Right. But I do Emily, like Jessica Chastain. But Emily Blunt is also in this movie. Emily Blunt probably is wasted in that movie. She Well, she's the, Not the Snow drunk, Queen. Not drunk, I mean, like, no. <laughs> wasted. She, one, she's the Snow Queen. <laughs> Two, yeah, I yeah. feel like she is kind of wasted. Yeah. They don't really show her that often in the trailers. Yeah, for a reason. And if they want her you know, to be... I mean, she's a good actress. I, I like but her. But she's not the draw for But she's that not the draw. No, no, you're right. Anyways. Anyways, uh, 
other box office notes. Yeah, what was our debuts? Are we coming out this week? Or what were the, the debuts on this list? Huntsman. That was that was it. That was the that debut was the movie. Okay, never mind. That was the. I movie. thought there was more than one, but I guess. Uh, was one. Nixon and Elvis and Nixon did not chart. Uh, charted tenth. Okay, well, that but sucks. that was also limited release. So. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah, not that well. Okay. Uh, coming out this week. This week we have Keanu Gangsta Kitten. Well, Keanu. Marketed in some locations, apparently, some networks, as Keanu colon Gangsta Kitten. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if that's actually a real uh, subtitle they're using. Can't find it anywhere else. As far as we know, the movie is just Keanu. But that's also because it's Comedy Central, yeah. and they can do whatever they want because they own the Key and Peele brand. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, Key and Peele and the Key and Peele brand, they're well, Key and Yes, Peele. but the Key and Peele. Or are they Peele and Key? Now they're Peele and Key. They actually <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Um, also opening that weekend is Mother's Day, the half-fast compilation of celebrities. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. However, actual Mother's Day is also next week. Just a reminder. Just a reminder. Get call your mom moms. something. Call, call your mom. moms. Call get your mom, mom something. Call your siblings. Get together. Conspire. Send them, conspire to get your mom something nice. Yep. Okay. Like a uh, Fifty Shades of Grey book. No. Or is that don't a get, three don't get her that. joke? Don't get her that. Uh, so. Uh, last movie coming out. Yes. On the weekend. This weekend is Ratchet and Clank. Right, yes. There's also a video game out. So if you like that franchise, check it out. I do like that franchise. You do. I think I might download it. You might download I'm gonna, that. After this weekend, though. Because okay. I got Stagecoach this weekend, so. That's true. But okay. that's just music news, though. So, let's go. Now we're done with the box office stuff. Let's go into movie news. All right. Uh, movie news. Um, so, Marvel. They have Captain America coming up soon. They do. Civil War. Two weeks. Yep, two weeks. Civil War. First week of May. They have made pretty much lockdown for the next three years. Yeah. <laughs> so, next year, we're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 mm -hmm. currently shooting. Uh... That's in 2017. 2018, we will have the first of the Avengers Infinity Wars Part 1. <laughs> and then followed up next year, Infinity Wars Part 2, 2019. The reason I bring this up is because one of the movies that was announced uh, way back when they did their Phase 3 is going to get the axe. Yup. And unfortunately, will be the Inhumans. But that seems to be okay. Like, that's the one you would cut. It would be the one you would cut yeah. because Inhumans is currently being taken right. over on the TV side. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. After it's gone over to a sophomore, not only sophomore slump, but it's first year drag. Yeah. Uh, it's actually picked up. It's really good now. Yeah, it seems people like it again. Um, it's the heroes we all wanted. Okay. <laughs> yes. Heroes for real. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It didn't seem like the fans were really into the Inhumans anyway, so it seems like the right one to cut. Right, I mean, they were only going to use the Inhumans movie as a way to bridge the TV and the yeah. and the movies. But seeing how how well they did it with uh, not only Civil not only Civil War coming up, but also with Winter Soldier combining uh -huh. those two, yeah, and making those two stories flow, it's the ways to do it. It's the way to do it. They yeah. they they they're not only got that formula down but there's no need to waste everyone's money 
Even though I'm sure Marvel would have loved all them. All <laughs> They're already getting most of it anyway. Yes. So instead of Inhumans, yes, we get Ant Man and the Wasp. Right. The sequel to Ant Man, which everyone yes, loves. That makes sense. Uh, we get we actually do get Captain Marvel, but it won't come until after Infinity War Part One. Uh-huh. And we get Spider Man Homecoming. This will be also be a part of that slate. I still just picture Spider Man in a suit. In a tux? Yeah, in a tux. Going homecoming? You know. Stag. By himself. Yeah, because he's Spider Man. Yep. He's too shy to ask, yep. ask girl out. He's too shy. <laughs> he just spins a web of lies to all the girls. <laughs> I used that joke last year. <laughs> checks out. That checks out. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, uh, look forward to that. Uh, Marvel. Owning the first week in May for the rest of your life. Pretty much. Hey, if they can, why not? I mean, yeah, they got it unlocked. No one's going to challenge them. Why not? I mean, yeah. even DC backed out this year of challenging them. <laughs> and look how that turned out for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> actual movie news. <gasps> uh, Lionsgate. Yes. That's a movie studio. They are. Well, Lionsgate Summit. This is true. They currently are in a partnership with Steam. That's the place that all your friends buy their PC games. Yep. On PC video games. Yep. Steve. Steam. The Valve Steve. Gaming. <laughs> Steve. The Valve Gaming Platform. <laughs> hey, Steve. How are you doing? You want to hey, play some games? I got I'm on a the Steve cheap. sale right now. <laughs> I got Everything's on the cheap. 10% off. <laughs> no, thanks, Steve. I don't trust you. But yes, it's Steam. Steam. They're making a deal with Steam. Yes. Yes, they're making a deal with Steam to put their library <laughs> on Steam. So now you can get any of the 100 plus movies from Lionsgate and Summit. Yes, all your favorite uh, 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 male uh, 18 to 49 demographic movies like Twilight. Or Hunger Games. Or The Hunger Games. Or The Maze Runner. Yes, or The Maze Runner. Or Divergent Series. Yeah, it's not exactly on the nose, but I guess it's tangential. Yeah. I mean, Lionsgate does have a certain niche when it comes to their kind of movies. Yes. So they know who their audience is, and... But I guess it makes some sense. Yeah. Also, uh, this deal is only for rentals only. Right. You will not buy the movie. You will be able to rent it. It's like a DVR. Basically. Uh, speaking of uh, streaming services, new streaming service uh, coming to town. Uh, but this is for <laughs> Just more. Just like Santa. But this is for more of your cinephiles. Oh God. More of your classic cinema. More of the stuff you're never gonna watch unless you like these types of movies. Are you saying this is the streaming service for people in film school? Yes. Okay. This is a streaming service for your pick grandparents. <laughs> That's not what I asked. But all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So it's called Filmstruck. Okay. It's a terrible name. It's going to get worse. It's awful. It's going to get worse. Okay. Uh, this is a streaming service in a collaboration effort between Turner Classic Movies mm-hmm. and the Criterion Collection. Okay. That sounds good on paper. Yes. Uh, there's no price set yet for okay. how much a month it's going to cost, but it's set to launch this fall in direct competition to Screening Room. Yeah. Which is the other streaming service yeah, of but movies. I feel like that's a little different. It is. Yeah. Because these are more of your... Uh, this doesn't sound classic. like it sucks. Not as much as I'm making it. Uh, but this does mean <laughs> that all this, the Criterion Collection that was yes. on Hulu will now have its own probably, place. Yeah, taken off. Yep, it can be taken off. You would think. So all your classic uh, old 70s mm-hmm. movies 
Yep. Like Rear Window and yeah. North by Northwest. I think you're being generous with 70s here. Yes. No, neither of those movies were released in the 1970s. 60s, right? Uh, 80s? 50s. 50s. 60s. Well, <laughs> how long ago was the 50s? <laughs> um, uh, 70 years ago. 70 years ago? Oh, Jesus. Okay. That's where I got my 70 from. <laughs> All right. Keep going. All right. <laughs> uh, what but else yeah. about this thing? Because that sounds all right, actually. Yeah, but how many, How often are you going to watch any of these movies? Again, it's not for you. Right. This will be for your parents. This would especially be for my parents. My dad and my mom would lap this thing up. They would love this. Just having all these movies available at any time, all the, the, the ones they grew up with, would be amazing to them. I know the demo. It is my parents. Yes. Also, wouldn't this have made being a film major so much easier? Yes. We could have just popped on. It's like anything. Like, oh, watch this movie for homework. It's like, oh, yeah, I got this. I got Filmstruck. Yep. It would have been so good. You could even have professors being like, here's my advice. If you don't want to have to spend mo- individual money on all of these and you don't want to bother trying to find them illegally, you know, like don't sneak around, just get this thing, I would have done it in a heartbeat. I think that, that there's two examples right I, there. I know that there is an audience yeah, for this. I think this is brilliant. I'm not the audience, no. clearly. I'm, I might be. You might be. Yeah, you, might, you be. might be. I might be. This sounds great to me. I like how you went into this whole neg on it, and I'm like, actually think it's pretty awesome. No, 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 no. There, I know there's an audience <laughs> out there for it. I know there are people who would love to yes. have this kind of yes. service. Yes. I'm just not one of those people. All righty. Well, I think it's cool. So uh, excited to learn more about that when that comes to fruition. Yeah. Um, I have two last, two last things here. Okay. One I'm going to save for later because it deals with the prince. Right, yes. We will talk about that in in, uh, in deaths. Uh, but this other one is uh, going to be potentially huge news uh, in the coming weeks. Okay. So, DreamWorks Animation. <laughs> there, I have, to, I have to preface this because DreamWorks Animation... Preface. 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 It, DreamWorks Animation <laughs> is completely preface. separate yes, they from are. DreamWorks Studios. They are a separate company. Completely separate company. They even have a different uh, symbol on the stock market. Yep. That's how different they are. There's a different IPO for them. They spun off in 2004. Four? Yeah, yep, four. four. Yeah. So the reason I preface this preface. is because <laughs> Comcast, okay, NBC, Universal Comcast, yes. is looking to purchase. I heard rumblings about this Dream a couple Animation. months ago, and I was like, Good God, I hope that does not happen. I actually have it down here in my uh, yeah. notes, uh, notes for later episodes, that yeah. that was a thing. Holy crap. And apparently, oh, no. as of the end of the first quarter this yes. year, it's looking more and more like that's going to happen. Oh, God, that's scary. So, should this deal go through, Comcast will pay out $3 billion. I said that right, billion? Yes. $3 billion. Ugh. For the acquisition of DreamWorks Animation. Okay. Now, this is all DreamWorks Animation, and they yeah. would combine this with their current studio of Illumination. Right. Or, no, I do they they don't wholly own Illumination. I think that they're just a dis, distribution partner. I don't think so. I don't think they own them. Because they're, they're, like, are. French, aren't they? 
No, no, no. I you're thinking say of Illuminations ha- is a Hate. French studio. No, no, I'm not. Or, or I'm thinking about Illumination. I'm pretty sure that they're not. I know they're French. They're not here. Yeah, they're not located here. I don't. I'm I think pretty they're sure. A separate company. But I think Universal just bought them out right after the first Despicable Me movie. I don't think movie. so. I was always under the impression that they were they had remained independent. Um, but while you're looking that up, um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Also, most importantly, I don't think I don't know how I feel about uh, the studio being worth that much money. Actually, it's not. No, it's currently worth two point four bill- billion. Oh. So they are overpaying. I mean, but, but they're also overpaying that still for seems high. all the franchise rights to be put not only into their park, but other parks around the world. That still and seems... use it also on their TV. Right, but that still seems way too high. I don't know. You're right. It, it's an exclusive financing and distribution yeah. partnership with Universal. It's a distribution partners. They don't own them. No, they don't. Uh, so, no, they wouldn't be, but they would be give them a little bit more flexibility for animated movies. Right. They basically put two of them on their slate instead of... Also, it would solve um, their distribution problem, because remember that the DreamWorks, both the uh, both the animation and DreamWorks proper, were both Viacom. changing distribution hands pretty rapidly for the last, like, ten years. Right, it was Viacom for a while. It was, and then, yeah, I don't know... Paramount. Then they ended up on Paramount. I think Paramount still, as of now, is distributing the animated Right. Movies. Whereas the live-action, uh, the DreamWorks proper studios, uh, went to Disney now. I think it's still Disney, yes. right? Yes. That Be- deal still has some more pictures to go, I think. But, um, but right, yeah, because so, uh, BFG is currently coming out with the yeah. Disney So that solves some of that. Uh, because then they would automatically have you would distribute through Universal permanently from there on. Um, so the other thing that makes me more tentative about this is so so far Comcast does not seem to be that meddling in the business whether it's with Universal or NBC. No, apparently they're taking the Disney approach of yes. buying up properties and yes. letting them run themselves. If that remains, I guess that's okay. It seems like that, if anything, since 2004, DreamWorks Animation has proved that they can be autonomous and do a pretty good job on it. Yeah. So uh, as long I'm as that remains the in, case, that's fine. That's why I'm surprised they're in talks of this even happening. Yeah. But, I mean, but, the, but if that doesn't pan out and if Comcast is shady with it, then, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. But, I mean... I guess it's smart. I don't know. This is a weird one. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Right, because you're going to have a NBC Universal-owned animation company. Right, which is good, great for them. But it's not part of... So basically you're going to have two DreamWorks studios at two different companies. Yeah, which is bizarre. DreamWorks, I mean... I mean, you'd, you'd say Marvel, and it's like you have three different studios with Marvel. Yeah. So somehow that works. DreamWorks is a fascinating company. If you Anybody listening to this podcast... Wants to have wants to read um, a little bit about DreamWorks. The men who would be kings. Uh, so there's a book uh, by Nicole Laporte, who is a uh, a reporter. She did a book called The Men Who Would Be King. It chronologues the origin and uh, rise and then uh, free fall like decline of DreamWorks Studios as it was when they were an independent studio 
fascinating read. It goes uh, goes uh, real in depth to the lives of everybody and about the real terrible business decisions that were made over there and some of the good business decisions that were made over there. It's a fascinating thing. I'd say pick it up if you were at all interested because holy crap, is it a weird, weird, weird studio. It's always been weird. It remains weird to this this day now that it's like in pieces and in shambles. And yeah, it's just does bizarre. Yep. Bizarre story. Anyways. Well, speaking of the founders. Yes, speaking uh, of. Should this deal actually go through? Yes. Katzenberg. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yes. Who is. Uh, Currently the CEO of. Yes. Of DreamWorks Animation. DreamWorks Animation. Formerly of uh, one Disney. of the founders of DreamWorks proper. And then before that, formerly uh, of Disney Animation. Yes. Yes. Um, should this deal go through, he would be leaving DreamWorks Animation. Really? Yes. Who? Why? Who made that call? He himself did. He said that if the deal went through, he would bail? Yes. That's a very Katzenberg move. Where's he going to go? Where was he going to go? I don't know, but... If he's but if he's going to bail, talk about your golden parachutes. If he's going to bail, he's going to get a nice twenty one point nine million dollars. I literally just said talk about your golden parachute because here's the thing, Katzenberg is the reason why that thing exists. He still he currently is the sixty percent majority holder. Well, yeah, and for good reason. So one of the things you learn in that book, and some other just knowledge about how he did things over at Disney. So he was, when he was at Disney, pretty much the, 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 the trumpet blower for the animation studio. He was one of the people who spearheaded the Disney animation renaissance in the is 90s. Is he what John Lasseter is now? Yeah, basically. At the time, he was viewed like that. Of course, over time, he definitely showed his largesse and then kind of uh, made everybody hate him because of how uh, ridiculous he was being at, at the studio. But before that... There was a lot of people who were saying, this is the man who saved traditional animation. And in a lot of ways, he was. So when he, when he transitioned to DreamWorks, one of his things he spearheaded over at DreamWorks was, again, getting animation done. He's the reason why the Prince of Egypt happened. He was the reason why they decided to go into the field of computer animation as early as they did. When you think about it, it's crazy that they started in 90, like 98 with Ants. Because mm-hmm. Pixar was barely established at that point. Yeah, because Pixar came out with Bugs Life at yeah. the same time. I know. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Yes. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, what I'm trying to say is, is that yeah, the stu- animations DreamWorks Animation Studios, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Katzenberg spearheading it, believing in it, and continuing to support it through all these years. So yeah, of course they're going to pay him off. But also, I'm shocked that he's choosing to leave over this. But then again, Katzenberg has been known to throw tantrums. The reason why he left Disney was because Michael Eisner didn't give him the job he wanted. Yep. So Because he wanted to run yeah. Disney films proper. He wanted to run the studio, and Eisner brought somebody else up instead. So, yeah. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that he's being a baby about it. But at the same time, man, this is his baby. This is his child. He's been nurturing this for l- almost 20 years. Was gonna get a nice payday out of it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll see. So he'll start his own kid, uh, company, or he'll just retire. God, it has almost been twenty years. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, well, he'll probably just retire. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Be, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he just retired, or did something else. Okay. Um, that's it. That's all I have for movies. All right. Movie news. Uh, moving on to television. Television. Uh, I just want to check on something real quick. 
but starting tomorrow. Yes. Uh, tomorrow? The NFL draft. Yes. So there is drafting happening. Yep. And we're not talking about racing. Final. No, we'll get to that. Yes, we'll get to that after this. But first, NFL draft. I just burped Dijon mustard. We're gonna find out who <laughs> the new quarterback for the LA Rams will be. Yeah. As they have the number one pick. That's exciting. Uh, draft starts tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. So right when we you get, get out of work, work, you're gonna be checking your phone dangerously as you drive home. Awesome. Or I'm just gonna be, actually, as I go to pick up Kristen, oh. I'm gonna be. That's Listening to ESPN Radio, That's trying to figure out. Never yep. mind. That's right. You don't even look. At, you don't need to look at your phone. Don't need to look at my phone. I got the radio. radio also, I have the Christian. <laughs> yeah, and Christian will tell you. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, also in sports, it's also the end of the first round of hockey. Yeah, it is. And I am out of the tournament. Yep. The LA Kings have been eliminated. But also, as of tonight, so are the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks Sucks. have also been eliminated. So I read a thing. Uh, 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 earlier this week that said somebody was really excited he was listing the last like six or so um stanley cups yes and, and said hey this year it will finally be not the kings and not the blackhawks yep is that true yes so the blackhawks have been eliminated blackhawks well. got eliminated all right so we'll have a fresh stanley cup this year yep uh, it's gonna be either the capitals or the blues most likely okay all right so sure sorry mark not sorry <laughs> That's Sorry, right. Southern California. Yep. Uh, you can still root for the Sharks if you want. Well, Northern California. Okay, Northern California. You still have <laughs> your Sharks. Yeah, good luck. Your Shark Tank. Uh, but no, don't do on Shark Tank. <laughs> we, we are not watching Shark Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> other TV news. Well, yes. not TV news now, but will be TV news. Okay. Uh, Japan revealed its Olympic logo for the 2020 Olympics. Okay. It looks like a, an Olympic ring. That makes sense. It, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this, is, like, this is a podcast. So we can't show you. I know. Um, but. <laughs> but uh, I was actually. Uh, I like the image. Okay. It's like a ring. It looks like kind of. It's like made with flowers. Uh, no, 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 no. This is the new one. Oh. This is the official the one. one. That's what it was before, but they changed it. Okay. So it's kind. Of, it's a ring made of like, like shapes. It looks all right. Yeah. It kind of looks like a bracelet. A little bit. I like it. I mean, this was the logo originally, but then they got sued. Oh. Because it looks like a different uh, company. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So it said they had redrawn, and okay. this is what it looks like now. It's all right? Yeah. I approve of it. Yeah. I like it. It's okay. It, it's, it's very sleek. Yeah. Plus, it looks like a stadium. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that comes in handy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so looking for that after the Rio games, though. Because right, Rio's yes. this year. This year is, yes. That'll be, um, 2020 will be the, uh... uh Japan. Tokyo. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, but right. Uh, the Rio Olympics. Looks yes. like three guys holding each other's Re- hands. Yes, Oh, That's cute. Yep. Okay. What else? Okay. Um, lastly, well, I have, uh, two things on Prince. We can talk about that when we talk about that. Right. After Delvin. Right. So instead, so instead, we have a review. Well, again, review in quotes. Review. Okay. Stop calling them reviews. Well, it's a season-ending. Yeah. So Broad review. City uh, celebrated its finale. Um, it's okay. I wasn't blown away by it. It's all right. It was it's okay. A, it was a solid episode. Uh, the season overall feel felt weird to me. It. Um, I, it was definitely good. 
it was jumpy. But I think it's very telling. I watched a couple of interviews mm-hmm. uh, with Abby and Alana, and they even admitted this. But so what they did differently this season, as opposed to season one and two, is that they wanted to really like have like they wanted to one have an or- overarching plot, and they also wanted to like recurring thing- th- things that would continue over the course of the season. They also focused harder on the writing that they had before. Right, there's a lot less visual yeah. gags. And so, well, I mean, there were still, well, still some decent but, number, yes. but they, what they did was they went out with a thing in mind as opposed to what they referred to as winging it for the first two seasons. And I think you can definitely tell, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because that they did is that they did kind of establish some background of characters that we didn't have. I feel like we learned a lot about Abby this season. Yeah. A lot about her, like, her college her days dad. and her high school days yeah. and her family and, like, yeah, her background. We learned a lot more about Abby than we did about Alana this season, I feel. And we also learned a bit about 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 Lincoln. I mean, uh, about his, like, relationship that he now has. Hannibal Burris, everybody. Yeah, and so it's like, they did, that was the good part of actually planning these episodes out. The part that doesn't exactly work is that they do the episodes felt overwritten a little bit. There were plots that kind of went too many around too many corners. There were almost Are you talking about the Hillary Clinton plot? A little bit. Yeah. There's things that did feel a little tacked on. But understandably so. Um, and and I felt like they were trying new things, but they don't they didn't always stick. Like I feel like dividing the finale into two parts didn't feel like it was super relevant. I feel like those could have been individual episodes. I don't know if they needed to have been linked like they were. I think they wanted an excuse to do a to-be-continued gag, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it was what it was. It wasn't the best season of the show. I think I probably preferred the second season. Yes. But overall, that being said, it's still the best show on television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, even though we do have uh, Veep started this this week, eh. it was okay for first episode. It's okay. Uh, Game of Thrones started again this week. Eh. Again, that was just okay. Uh, Silicon Valley also started this week. Eh. That's that's starting off on the right foot. Yeah, though. you seem to enjoy that one. I didn't think it was that funny. It's, I mean, I don't generally think the show is that funny. I know, but this one especially, I was like, this all like, I see where they're going. It seems like it's plotted better this season. Like, yes. I really liked the, the 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 tone, and I liked the pacing of the the season opener. I just didn't think the jokes were that great. It did seem very joke-heavy, too. Yeah, but. that's the thing. Is I think that, yeah. especially watching that back-to-back well, with Veep, I think made me really realize, oh, wow, this is this is going for a very different tone. Which is it is. always been Mike Judge's thing. Mike Judge has never done shows that are very, that are gag-heavy. His shows are very, like, very based in reality and then have the occasional joke. It's not really... He, yeah, he, his tone is different. Right. And it's not really a tone that jives with me that much. It's jiving with me just fine. Yes, I know you really like that <laughs> show. But yeah, so we'll probably continue yeah. watching we'll all those on. things. Yes, that, that's basically my Sunday night now because it's just straight up HBO for three hours. I want to add uh, Inside Amy Schumer yes. uh, started again. Uh, also, I like the yogurt gag. <laughs> also fantastic. Great opener. Yes. Fire on all cylinders already uh, with the great Hamilton bit. Also, this, Amy Schumer hilarious. is on the cover of Vanity Fair this week. Yes, she was. So, yeah. Um, and she's looking pretty fine. Yeah, Amy <laughs> Schumer kick it, killing it right now. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you... Uh, Especially coming off of a train, train wreck last yeah. year. If you like um, 
Amy, if you've seen anything that she's been in, if you saw Trainwreck, especially if you saw Trainwreck and liked it, check out Inside Amy Schumer. It's that, but better. Yep, it, it's, <laughs> it starts off on the right foot yeah. on everything. It's, it's good, good so far. Um, other than that, there's something else. Uh, Party Over Here is still on and is still good and no one is still watching it, so yep. please do me a favor. Keep it from being canceled. Please watch that show. At least get a second season, maybe. Maybe, I'd be I'd be into that. Yeah. The, what I watch, I like. Yeah, it's funny. You just need people to watch it. It's it's a funny show. Keep it alive. Um, the one thing I don't like is the actual like live comedy bits they do. Yeah. Because it's very sketch comedy. It's something that I feel like you need to be there. Some of them work, and some of them just do not. Yeah. But that's the thing with sketch comedy is you're always gonna get hits and misses. Right. Saturday Night Live is the king of that. Where every week I'm just like, is this going to be mostly good or is this going to be mostly terrible? And some weeks are mostly terrible, but other weeks are like, okay, the good's shown through. You get your grab bag. That's just the nature of sketch comedy is that when you have a lot of writers, you have a lot of people thinking about different things, Mm -hmm. you're going to get a variety of quality levels. You're always going to get inconsistencies. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Do you want to... We need to move on. All right. Well, we're going to go with our news. Yes. And it dies. Yes. So, HBO, ahead of its all season three premieres, yep. or continuing seasons, um, Silicon Valley, Game of Thrones, and Veep will be getting another season. Okay. So, beyond this season. Yes. Beyond this season, they will get one more season each. Okay. Uh, big news for Game of Thrones... Because no one's going to know where the hell that's going. Because there's no book anymore. There's currently no book for Game (laughs) of Thrones. Right. After this season, they are going off book. Literally. (laughs) And I mean, uh, uh, George R.R. Martin already pretty much confirmed this. And when he made that statement about how it would take him a little longer to finish the book, he also said, so that means, yes, the television show will be based on things that I have not written yet. They also said that it will be based on his notes. Yeah. And that, yes, there is an end plot to all of Game of Thrones that is laid out between uh, DWIs hmm. okay. and himself, right. Dr. Martin. Well, we'll, we'll see then. So we'll <laughs> see uh, next season. So if your main character dies this season, don't worry. There's always next season for them to come back. <laughs> they might be alive in the book, so who knows. Yep. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Netflix gets uh oh netflix netflix my favorite yes uh wet hot american summer okay uh they put that up it's doing really well yeah they did uh first day of camp right that did really well for 10 episodes and there will be a third installment of wet hot american summer of course there will called 10 years later okay based off the joke at the end of the movie where they all meet up 10 years later however this would be Back in the 90s still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's smart because I feel one of the issues with bringing that back as a concept is that everybody was so much older than they were in the original movie Yes, that they clearly looked older. <laughs> and they were all playing the same age. So, yeah, they need to maybe – this is probably smart. Yeah, so they're doing what happened American Summer 10 years later. It will only be eight episodes. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> it'll be eight episodes and it'll be streaming in 2017 okay <laughs> the thing was just lying around so I put it around one uh, of the analog sticks anyway, um, <laughs> and lastly let's talk about Fox 
Star Fox? No, Fox. Oh, the TV the, show. The network. Network. TV show. The TV show. Fox. Fox the network. Fox is fall on Fox. Yes. So Fox has ordered episodes for Twenty Four Legacy, the sequel to Twenty Four, and which uh, will star Doctor Dre. Well, who will star <laughs> the actor who played Doctor Dre in? Uh, oh, okay. Straight out of Compton. And they've uh, picked up episodes for Star. The show is called Star. It is a music-related drama <laughs> okay. a la Empire uh-huh. from the producers of okay. Empire. What did I tell you? They're going to go full heavy on that. They're going to go so heavy on that, and what do you know? They're doing it. <laughs> what did we say? Not, not even a week later, you called it. Dude, because I know how this works. I've read enough books about freaking studi- studi- movie studios, television studios, and television networks that I can pretty much predict exactly what they're going to do now. <laughs> It's sad. It's so sad. It's like me and Quantico. I can predict that show in writing. That's just because that show is terrible. But anyway. Surprise, it's getting a second season. Uh, I don't know if I told you that. I know I told you that. We We mentioned it. it. Uh, Yeah. The show is terrible. (laughs) I watch it. Um, But I also uh, bring up Fox. Going back. (laughs) Because it has canceled a series. Prior to the start of filming. Wait, what? Okay. So they greenlit something. So they greenlit. Produced it. So back in the July or January, they greenlit the show Famous. Okay. It's supposed to be a, uh, a comedy. Is it based off the Kanye West song? No. Aw. It's based off like a <laughs> Hannah Montana style, uh, I'm going to try and be famous. Okay. Style yeah, comedy. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, before cameras even start rolling... <laughs> While it's still in pre-production, it's getting canceled. It's already getting the axe. Wow. Did they say why? No reason why. That seems odd. I'm going to assume that soon we're going to hear that episodes of The Grinder and uh, Grandfathered will get more episodes. Their second season. Uh, there. Yeah, I wouldn't be go. surprised specifically about The Grinder because it seems like people really like The Grinder. Yeah, apparently the internet chatter is they want a season two. Yeah, and I think they'll probably get it because I think regardless of ratings, I think word of mouth on The Grinder is good enough where Fox will probably not pull it. I think Rob Lowe is good yeah. enough on that show to right. carry it. Word of mouth is positive about yep. The Grinder. So as for Grandfather, who knows? Yeah, Grandfather's up in the air. Who the hell cares? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Well, you know, John Stamos. John Stamos probably. Well, he had. <laughs> oh, sorry, he's only in the pilot for uh, Fuller House. Right, yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Okay. Uh, now we get into the sad news. All right, so let's do everybody else first. All right, so first up we have WWE wrestler China. Who I actually had heard of, and yeah, I saw I saw she had passed. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's that's depressing, especially if you're a wrestling fan. Yep. She'd been around for a while. Yeah, well, she was like one of the famous, uh, well... Yes. If you see WWE female wrestler... So they, the, 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 the female wrestlers formerly referred to as divas. Yes. Yes. Former divas. Yes, they're no, no longer going to be referred to as divas. Right, they're but, just straight-up wrestlers. But, but yes, uh, she was one of those. Yes. And very prominent member One of, of the that. famous ones. Yes. Uh... Also, 
Sad news for Patton Oswald. Right. One yeah. of my favorite comedians. This is super depressing. Super depressing. Uh, his wife, uh, Michelle Mc- McNamara. 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 <laughs> I knew I was going to butcher that. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Uh, yeah. Good uh, job. She died at the young yes. age of 43. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Wife of Patton Oswald. They already have a daughter for seven years. Yeah. That's terrible. I mean, that's I love myself a surprise yeah. Patton Oswald. Yeah, yeah, no, he's I, great. Yeah, he's he's great comedian, yeah. but he's also he also has severe depression. Yeah. I hate to see what this is gonna do to him. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, plus, uh, I mean, Michelle is even a good writer. She's uh, does uh, those crime series as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's been around. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a sad one. That's a sad one to lose. Um, finally, we have our singer, Billy Paul. Yeah. Of 81, singer of Me and Mrs. 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 Jones. Jones. Yes. yes. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, that's um, a sad one. Yeah. Uh, when I went to a wedding last year for the Joneses, and I made them play this song. Did you keep up with them? Uh, actually, yes. Funny enough, I was the only one there that no one knew, and yet somehow I ended up center of the dance floor yep. with the bride Always. holding her hand waiting for the groom to come and take his dance Always. yet no <laughs> one else around there except for me Christian and a couple other people knew the, who the hell I was because <laughs> <laughs> this was the first time of me meeting the bride goes to show you. yet I'm here just standing there with the bride like alright where's the groom we're ready to do your dance now <laughs> anyways but yeah that's sad yeah that's sad uh, that, that's all that happened you know it's not but, all that happened. We talked about this outside the podcast. All right. Let's talk about Prince. All right. What's there to say about Prince? There's too much to say I'm about I'm literally Prince. asking what is there to say about Prince. There's more than this podcast has time to allow. So um, there's a lot of reasons why. This is kind, this is kind of a crazy deal. So um, Prince is very singular, there's not a whole lot of artists that are like him in the same uh, genre as him because he defied genres in a lot of ways. Almost every album he put out, put out had a new take on a sound. He was very experimental. He tried so many different things, tried different instruments. He was a virtuoso on guitar. He had such a unique voice. He played around with identity, and that includes gender identity, and that includes, you know... Uh, going to a symbol, going to the artist yeah. formerly known as Prince, going back to Prince. Yes. So I mean, it's just, I mean, when he was, you know, in his twenties, he want he want he asked his agent, he's like, hey, I want to be in a movie. How can I make that happen? And they made it happen, and it was Purple Rain, and it's still his most successful album he released was yep. the soundtrack to that movie. And. They're actually going to re-release Purple yes. Rain this weekend. They, AMC a, and Carmike Theaters will release Purple Oscar Rain. Oscar for that movie. Yeah. That's how big that was. I mean, he set out to do things and did them. Like, no one told Prince no in his entire career. Uh, and it was just, yeah, it was just like every single, like, generation, like every single decade that he was in, he did something interesting. Sure, like after the night, like the late nineties, it you know there were diminishing returns, as there are with every artist you know that's been around for a while. Obviously, his later period stuff, not as significant, not as interesting as his earlier period stuff. 
That being said, though, it's always really important that your idols keep making things because it's the same reason why people took David Bowie's passing earlier in this year so personally. Because if you exist long enough, you're going to touch so many different generations of people. You're going to touch everybody in different ways. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I think Prince definitely did that. I think it's interesting having juxtaposed uh, Bowie's death with Prince's death because they're similar and yet radically different, yet radically different. in tones. They're similar in the way that they both experimented, they both tried new things, and they both were incredibly influential to their peers. But they're different in the way that they just had different, different, uh, philosophies, different philosophies with the actual music. Yeah. The actual music was different, but what they, who they were, and what they represented, is timeless. And I think that's why both of the both of their deaths have been so widely mourned. Because I think they're that important to what we see as the music industry. They were both incredibly important. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, you had it in your notes earlier, but we might as well talk about this now. MTV yes. did their little bit in um, a tribute for Prince and actually aired music videos. Yep. I know. There was a Prince marathon. They aired all of his videos. Although someone done fucked up yeah. during this because... Someone they also happened to play the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> uh, by mistake. Yeah. Somebody pressed the wrong button. Yeah, they they pit Prince at all. And then uh, NBC did their part by doing a special um, episode of Saturday Night Live. Right, Saturday Night Live was supposed to be off this week yes. anyways doing a repeat. However, because Prince passed and they have all these archived clips of Prince. And they also have the Prince show. Right. So they Beyonce did. It was stage. a compilation show where they did a bunch of um, yeah, his three or four previous uh, like uh, performances. Yeah. Uh, one really early on in his career, all the way to one from last year. Um, and then, of course, Fred Armisen doing the Prince show bit uh, where they compiled all of those and wrapped up the show with showing all of them. Right, but the show ended on a really nice note yeah. of yeah. Prince and basically all these other instrumentals of fame at the uh, end of the 40th SNL 40th yes. anniversary after party, yes. basically doing a rockout jam yeah. session. Which was, very, which was a nice touch, and I, re- I think that they did that pretty well. Yeah. So overall, oh yeah, and a very emotional Jimmy Fallon oh, uh, yeah. talking about his experiences that night and with Prince in general. I thought that was pretty well done. Uh, but yeah, um, overall, it's it's yes, it's it's depressing. It's we're, we definitely lost a master of of his craft. We definitely lost an icon. Um, and but but uh, I think that if anything, this just proves the importance of these people in the music industry and society. And we need more, we need more important artists, which leads us directly into the music section and speaking of important artists because there was one person who dominated this week in pop culture and it was beyonce yeah let's talk about lemonade crunchy ice (laughs) what do you beat how many how many times do you beat it well three it's been a long weekend Ah! Okay, so um, right after the depressing week last week was, we got a shot in the arm with Beyonce, surprising the world with not only a 
visual uh, what I've heard described as a a visual art thing I don't even know what to call it but basically something called Lemonade debuted on HBO um, and simultaneously on Tidal that was accompanied with a whole suite of Beyonce songs that we had not heard before little did we know that this was an album that was going to come out at the same time also exclusive to Tidal also called Lemonade this was Beyonce's second attempt at what she refers to as a visual album uh, 2014's self-titled Beyonce was also a right. visual album and also launched with a bunch of video material. Um, right, it's the one that she just title. dropped like yes. two weeks. So like this, she's announced like two weeks yeah. prior. So this one wasn't exactly the same as that. Beyonce literally came out with no fanfare. This thing, we at least people who have HBO Go accounts at least knew something was coming right. because there was a hint uh, on the home screen that there was going to be something Beyonce related called Lemonade. Nobody knew exactly what it was. Turns out what it is is an art piece that basically is Beyonce working through what seems to be some emotional turmoil that she has gone through fairly recently. Uh, the prominent rumor, uh, and is somewhat substantiated by the material in some of the songs, is that it is due, some, due to some relationship conflict that she has had with Jay-Z. This is obviously not confirmed. Obviously, you're not going to get Beyonce or Jay-Z to comment on this. Though it does make some sense, given the context of Jay-Z's elevator incident, and also, you know, some overarching rumors that have been happening over the last Also, you commented to me uh, earlier on the title. Yes, and also Lemonade, uh, as a title, seems to imply that there were some lemons in her life, and what did she do with them? She got vodka. Yeah, hey, you know, you do whatever you want. She made Lemonade. She made Lemonade, yes. Uh, But anyways, so, um, I have not watched Lemonade because it was already off of HBO by the time yeah, apparently I wanted to see it. On, it was on HBO streaming for Sunday and Sunday only. Yeah, and I'm fresh out of title, so I can't watch this right now. But uh, from what I understand, it is very striking. It is very emotional. And she goes through some crap. So uh, we will probably talk a little bit more after we've listened to it. Hopefully it'll go up wide on streaming after this week. I'm not sure if it will, but if that's Hopefully case. it's not the long title exclusive yeah. that Kanye if, had. If it's on Spotify soon, I will listen to it. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll talk about more of the quality of the album. It seems like it's getting good marks, and it's Beyonce, so of course it is. I'm sure it's great. So yeah, uh, but yeah, no one's been able to talk about anything else for the last few days. Well, now someone will be able to talk about something else because <laughs> okay. Blink-182, today, or a couple hours ago, right. uh, released their new single off their new album, Bored to Death called Bored to Death. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. we just listened to this not too long ago. We were. Like, less than an hour. <laughs> so this is weird because, uh, I should give some context here. We mentioned this on the podcast before. Yes. This is Blink-182 with its new lineup. Uh, well, I say that in quotes because this song actually does not feature the newest m- member of the team. Right. Um, well, instead, it is a Mark Hoppus vocal. Right. Uh, but, uh, yes. this No uh, more Tom DeLonge. Matt Skiba formerly of Alkaline Blind Trio, Trio. Um, is the new member of the band, at least touring, and supposedly also helping with recording this album. Right. Tom DeLonge is out permanently, it looks like. Um, so the question was, is like, what will a Blink song or album sound like without Tom's grubby mitts all over it? So we now have the answer to that question. It's half good and half bad. <laughs> 
So it's yeah, I mean, it starts out pretty decent. I like the, the first two minutes are good. Yeah, I like the guitar line. I think uh, Mark Hoppus's vocals. I mean, I I'm above the camp definitely that all the good Blink One Eighty Two songs were Mark Hoppus heavy. I don't like Tom DeLonge's voice that much, and I don't like kind Too of whiny. his idea of what I don't like his style of music. I guess yeah, I, say, I can see that as much. So I initially really liked the song. I thought it was like, okay, I don't hate this. But then it, it kind of morphs into something else after a minute, too, and it's just not as good Yeah, it starts. It feel like if, it, if the song would have ended after a minute, too, yeah. like, ended like a 220, yeah. it would have been good. But it keeps going. It hits a third verse that completely switches perspectives and yeah. completely changes up everything that was clunky. talking about. So. A funky. So, it felt like two different songs. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, this kind of is an interesting omen for what this thing will eventually be as a full album. Because it's one of two directions, right? Either it's all kind of has that spirit. It seems like they do want to recapture that original Blink-182 spirit. Right, like, from, like from NM of the State yeah, and like the Dude Ranch. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, all the, all the albums that everybody remembers. Yeah. Um, and I think that they, they could very well still do that. This could be a Weezer-esque comeback Revival. for them. Uh, could be. But there's no way to know until all that happens. So we will see. I feel like this song is going to get a radio edit. And they're going to cut out that third verse. I would sure hope. But they're going to go the one... They're going to cut this down to, two, to 230, 240. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to cut out that last verse. But I think you are onto something, though, about this being, uh, being a single for them. Like, I think... That this will get radio play on. It has your, that hook on in your rock the, stations. Uh, I think it will be. I'll, I think it'll get some plays this yeah, summer. It has that chorus, that catchy chorus. Yeah. The, the summer is endless. It almost it's it's almost kind of a weird outlier because people don't write songs like that anymore right. that make the radio. Obviously, there's a resurgence of the pop punk scene happening right now. It, surprisingly, mostly female led. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blink One Eight Two is actually kind of in a weird spot right now because they have a pedestal that nobody in their genre really has anymore. So if they go out there and do a great job at this uh, song, which after this song that they're very close to doing, it can reintroduce a generation to what pop punk could be. And hey, we could see a full-fledged revival. Because if you know, rock radio right now is dominated by these folky Mumford & Sons, Lumineers-esque stuff, and if we could bring mm-hmm. back, you know... The Florence stuff. If we could put the alternative back in alternative, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yes. We could put the 90s alternative back in alternative. There you Anyways, go. Uh, but yeah, uh, it might be good to get some variety of sounds back on rock radio. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's potential. There's potential there. So when Bored to Death actually does yes. release, we will have a full album review. Yeah, at some point. Yep. Uh, also dropping this week, Drake. So yeah, uh, views from the six. Uh, Drake's coming out of nowhere with some actual news about this thing. Yep. Uh, there's an album cover. It's him. It's terrible. <laughs> Odd. Uh, some building. Some sort of overlook. I don't know anything Montreal, about Canada. Montreal. I'll, Canada. I'll be real. I don't know anything about Canada. It's a Toronto. It's Toronto. Drake's yes. hometown. Yes. Uh, this is important. This is key. Drake is a Toronto man. That's why Toronto Raptors and all that stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I keep forgetting they exist. Toronto. So you keep forgetting <laughs> the Raptors exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you have on here? Uh, I have Drake and Future. All right. He's touring. Yep. With Going Future. on tour. Yep. 
Uh, they're doing a uh, their concert series called Summer 16 Concert. Yep. Brought to you by Apple Music. Apple Music gets the top headliner because bill. Because of course they do. It's Apple Music presents a Drake production, Summer 16. You can call me on my cell phone, parentheses, but don't use it to film the concert. Yep. Uh, tickets <laughs> go on sale this Friday, and uh, along with uh, Drake's uh, album, we got a song list on it. Yeah, there's a track list out. Uh, it's 20 songs long. Uh, I say Ooh. 20 with an asterisk because it's really 19 songs. And the 20th song is bonus track Hotline Bling. Now that is surprising because shouldn't that basically be on there? Uh, he, or I, is it long enough that it's been a single for too long? Well, I mean, if you consider the last time... Uh, Drake put out an album. He did something very similar. Um, I believe uh, "All Me," which was a radio single, was a bonus track on okay. um, on the uh, last Drake album. Right. I, whereas "Starting from the Bottom" was an actual album track. So in this case, that's what he's doing with "Pop Style." Is "Pop Style" released a couple weeks ago is on is a proper album track. Right, which we covered last week. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, it looks okay. I don't know. I'm hoping that it's good. Uh, I hope it's as good as Take Care, uh, his 2011 album, because that's probably the best thing he's done so far. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, so you're saying he's due? Nothing was the same. Was okay. It's five years due. Uh, I mean, nothing was the same. Was not a bad album. Yeah. It was just not as good, and there weren't as many hard hitters on that thing. It did give us some great Drake, Drake quotes, but <laughs> everything gets its great Drake quote. So we'll see how it ends up. Uh, I don't think it'll. Beyonce caliber. No. <laughs> Especially with Beyonce be dropping this week. That big of a deal, but yeah. hey, we live in an era now where it's there's potential for this Drake album to be better than that Kanye album. <laughs> which is crazy. If you if I had you know, imagined that that would be a scenario a year ago, I wouldn't have believed myself, you know. I don't believe you. That that this there's potential now that, that Kanye has actually paved the way for this Drake album to be okay. <laughs> by by not like Totally blowing everything out of the water with the life of Pablo. So we will see. Okay. Um, also, Drake news. Uh, he's going to be headlining or co-headlining Ovo Fest in Canada. OVO. OVO. I don't believe it's Ovo. It's Ovo. OVO, OVO Fest. October's uh, very own. Yep. Drake's company. Uh, on July thirty first, you get to get smoked out with Snoop and Wiz. <laughs> then okay. the next day, August first, you get drunk out with. <laughs> Drake in future. Yep. Kind of the scissor. Yep. So if you're looking at a Oval Fest. Future, not to be confused with designer. Yes. Okay. Was that panda song? Yes. What the fuck is that panda <laughs> song? We listen to the panda song. I know. I still don't get it. Still don't get it. I still don't get how that's number one. Yeah, number one song in the country. Panda, panda. by designer. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> And, uh, lastly, lastly, we talk about video games. All right. Shit, we're just looking to do all time. Look at that. Huh? Woo, only an hour in. Oh, not bad. Yeah. So, actually, a pretty good amount to talk to about video yeah. games. We had, I thought we had a lot this week. Maybe we didn't. It just looked like a lot. Oh, no, no, because all this chunk right here. Yeah. It's just release dates. Yeah. This is nothing. A lot of text for no, lot of, not a lot of It's, it's for details. my own, it's for my own, uh, notes. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, anyways, video games. Uh, Pack East happened. Pax East. Pack East. Pax. Pack East. 
Fest. That is the Penny Arcade Expo. Yes. That happens in Boston. Yep. Um, uh, I don't know if you have this on your news, but I recently learned that apparently they're going to rename the PAX that happens in Seattle to PAX West to reflect that PAX East is getting so big now that it is no longer the secondary PAX. Really? Yes. I, I, I was kind of fascinated by this. Because previously, PAX in Seattle had been referred to as PAX Prime to right. differentiate it. Yeah. Now that will no longer be necessary because they will just be called locations. PAX East and PAX West. And PAX Australia. There will be the three PAXs. Okay. Anyways. Uh, anyways, uh, some news came out of PAX East. Sure, yes. Including that Borderlands 3 is, a thing. is currently in development. Not surprising anyone. Not surprising, but yay. Yeah, I hope that's good. I hope it's uh, I hope that's a good game because I really when Borderlands is good it's really good. Uh, I didn't care for. I know you didn't care for two. Uh, I mean, I liked two a lot. Two is an okay game. I just don't like it as much as one. But what I was gonna say is it was uh, the disappointment was the pre sequel. Yes. Because I hated the air, the like the the oxygen, the the lower gravity, the oxygen and the low gravity stuff. It's like they overcomplicated something they didn't need to do. Yeah. So if that if it comes back with solid you know new features with you know I'm sure it'll be good. I think that now that they're taking their time and not like yes. rushing out something yes I really hope and having yeah. it on new consoles new, new console yes yep yep uh, but speaking of new consoles we can say goodbye to an old console yes we officially pour one out for one of the most successful consoles of all time and probably. One that you probably have in your living room right now. The Wii U. No. No. The <laughs> but also, yes. Uh, the Xbox. We'll get to that later. The Xbox 360 is no longer in production. Microsoft has officially pulled the plug on creating new Microsoft 360 or Microsoft Xbox 360 consoles. So yes, um, it is officially ending production, which is when you officially have to say goodbye. Which is good and bad, meaning that they will, one, produce more Xbox Ones, and two, produce more Xbox Twos. So here's a question. So here's a question. Or the Xbox 1.5 or whatever whatever they're going to call it. Uh, So here's a, let's have some fun with this. What was your favorite 360 memory? This would be a game. The Red Ring. (laughs) I love the Red Ring because I was Sony, and I could troll everyone saying, Where's your red ring? So you don't have Where's a, your red ring? a 360 game you really liked? Or... Well, because I didn't play 360. I played right. PS3. Okay. Well, I have countless But I will say Dead Rising. Dead Rising is... Dead Rising is probably my that was, favorite That was online. fun. That was fun. Um, I hate zombies, but I love the concept of being trapped with zombies in the mall and forming these different yeah. devices to destroy them. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun game. My, uh, I have a couple. Uh, probably number one for me would be... Uh, Peggle. No. Well. <laughs> number one for me is is one that was very all altogether too fleeting. Uh, for a little bit, uh, they did a interactive games thing where you could, like, download a client and play a game with other people on the internet. And one they did... The one they did... The you experiment mean Xbox that Live? They ran, no. Wait for it. Okay. They did a version of 1 versus 100. Remember the, the game show 1 versus 100? Yes. They did an Xbox 360 uh, version of 1 versus 100 where you actually played against a bunch of real people. But the coolest part was that they had somebody doing a live hosting of this. 
and actually reading out like the gamer tags and stuff that the people can participate in, and you could win real prizes. Huh. They did this for at least like two or three months, and it was kind of an event for me and my friends. We would all like actually set up like, okay, we're all gonna get on one versus one hundred, and we're all gonna try to play, because it was really random. It was, if you could be randomly picked to be the one. But if you were the 100, you still got to participate by answering the questions, right. and voting the qu for the questions. It was really, really cool. It was really innovative for its time, and really, there hasn't been anything like it since. Like, the, it was a really cool experiment, but I guess it just wasn't successful enough for Microsoft to yeah. continue. But I will say that uh, Xbox or the 360 kind of perfected the online model. It did. I mean, before that, I mean, Xbox Live did exist on the original Xbox, but not nearly in the way the 360 no. did it. They nailed it out of the gate with yeah. that thing, and it's pretty much established the current norm. Like, we would not have the inf in online infrastructure of PS4 or Xbox One, or even what PSN became on PS3, right. if it wasn't After for Xbox Live on the 360. It established the new baseline. Yep. Like, you have to do these things. You have to be able to communicate like this. You have to be able to interact like this. You have to do invites like this your friends list works like this is like they established so many base rules about how online gaming works on consoles that some of it's even bleeded bled into the way that pcs do online gaming mm -hmm. it just reestablished what that is and yeah i think 360 is right up there with the ps2 and the nes and in terms the, of in terms so of importance defined just importance? It defined its generation yeah it really did it's the thing i mean yeah yeah no PS yeah, I mean. Some people could make some arguments for the Wii because it sold so well and it did and it had a cultural impact that maybe the 360 didn't. But I mean, you can't really get away from the fact that the 360 was the console to own during that period yes. of time. I think even though it did have its major faults with not only yes. lack of content, but also the hardware, but also failure. the hardware failure. Well, hardware fa failure is a taint on otherwise a like spotless record for that thing. Right. But it's such a huge taint. This, yeah. Let's talk about the size of this taint. You know, taints can be different sizes. <laughs> Usually, I measure from t tip to tip. <laughs> Anyways. Let's not talk about taints anymore. What else do we have for video um, games? Well, yeah, poor one out for Microsoft. Yep. And then slurp it back up because they're not dead <laughs> yet. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Uh, because <laughs> the next console is going to come out. Uh, by the way, you can also pour one out for the Wii U. The Mike uh, Nintendo officially said that they are sorry. Are we getting going into this now? Yeah. Well, talking about Nintendo. Well, do you want to talk about that last? Because that's a lot to talk I about. I would say it was probably the biggest news for the week. That's All what right. I was going to say for last. Okay. Um, two other tidbits then. Um, Call of Duty is going to get its sequel. Yes called infinite warfare because somebody was like okay well now the warfare is modern well, okay let's call it modern warfare then later well, well, well now the, the warfare is even more modern because it's in the near future because they're like okay we'll call it advanced warfare then now some guy some punk guy in the corner is like well yeah but what if it's further in the future okay fine kid let's call it infinite warfare but they can't call it Infinity Warfare <laughs> because they'll get sued by Marvel. Also, Infinity Ward. I think Infinite Warfare <laughs> is a dumb name. It is. For, uh, because all I can think of for Infinite Warfare is just... It's not soft. A constant fight. And that sounds terrible from a video game perspective. <laughs> I don't want to fight forever. Because 
Call I don't want to fight forever. Call of Duty games are really bad about, like, here's a room where guys are just going to continue spawning until you leave. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. It sounds terrible. It's, it's bad like game design. But yeah, so Infinite Warfare. The other thing you don't have here that's interesting about Infinite Warfare, there was a leaked picture somebody found that looks like it was off of a Target promotion that seems to imply that um, a special edition of Infinite Warfare will include a downloadable version of Modern Warfare 1, a.k.a. Call of Duty 4, that you can download on your console. This is important because current consoles, neither of the consoles have backwards compatible versions of right. any of the Call of Duty games yet. So this will be the, the first coming to backwards compatibility. So yeah, uh, Modern, Warfare, uh, Modern Warfare 1, a Call of Duty 4 is a really good game. I enjoyed it a lot back in, get this, 2007 when that game came out. When I bought my PS3, <laughs> that was the first game I yeah. picked up. Along with Ratchet and Clank, Crack of Time. <laughs> there you go. I played a lot of Call of Duty 4. I loved the crap out oh, of Oh, sorry. Duty Tools of Destruction. Also, life. Call of Duty 4. Great campaign. Oh, yeah. Awesome campaign. That thing ends, man. The ending of that game is totally crazy. I, I think I can spoil it because it's been almost yes. 10 years. But, but the thing with the with the where you have to save your dude because the, like, the bomb's going to go yeah. off is so intense. The chase at the end. And your dude yeah. dies like halfway through the game. It's like, it's crazy. That game's campaign goes places, man. It, it, it broke some rules and created yeah. new ones. And it, I, I, and I think called that this Call of Duty established shooters. Yeah, it really, well, for the new generation, yes. I mean, not only campaign, but it also did the same thing for multiplayer. It was the first multiplayer shooter as we know it today with perks and leveling. It took everything that Halo had and refined well, it. Yeah, they even did one over, like by introducing all these yeah. new new perks and unlocking weapons and stuff. Nobody was doing that before no. Call of Duty 4. And if they were, it was a very simplified version of that. So it's like it really, really established what multiplayer and campaign shooters were. Mm -hmm. So I think the kill streaks is what that, put that game yeah. over the top. Oh, for sure. That being said, though, so that means that if they're shipping this thing with, with Modern Warfare, then Infinite Warfare better be a good game. Because if the pack-in is better than what you're selling... Always a bad sign. Yep. <laughs> so here's to hoping that Infinite Warfare is good. Uh, speaking of uh, sequels. Okay. Um, FNAF. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, God, no. We thought that series was over. Please. We said, we thought, it said the final chapter. Yeah. Let me guess, it's not. Scott Cathan put a, put a screenshot on his website Ugh. that says sister location Ugh. and showed a weird FNAF. Uh, character uh, animatronic. So apparently, that series may not be dead. Well, because think about it this way: he knows he can make more money. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Ugh, gross. I mean, I feel like this will be a new story set in upon itself. But being are said, we, I really <laughs> are we like in a, in a universe where a Five Nights at Freddy's movie could happen? It actually like is. Of course, it is. The movie rights have been sold uh, to Lionsgate. <laughs> Can sell that on Steam? <laughs> Probably. Yes. I think it's Perfect. Lionsgate. I'm pretty sure it's Lionsgate, not Legendary. All right, let's talk about Nintendo. Before we go into that news, though, I'm going to brief, uh, briefly uh, talk about what I told you when you came home. About the Seattle. So, yes, uh, <laughs> Nintendo, if you did not know this already, as Mike did not know. Um, oh, no, I knew about Seattle. No, well, I mean, from a few days ago. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
So uh, the Seattle Mariners is a baseball team located in Seattle. Um, you may know of them. So Nintendo of America actually has a share of them. They actually are the majority owners of the team and have been since the late 90s. Um, the reason of this is because back in the late 90s, uh, Nintendo pre uh, CEO Hiroshi Mauchi wanted to extend you know, his relationship with business partners in the U.S. and kind of thank U.S. companies for you know, letting him run a, you know, a successful company in America. So uh, part of that was by purchasing up the Seattle Mariners. Um, so this was controversial at the time because it was the late 90s, or because it, it was the 90s, and it was still kind of the edge of that paranoia that a lot of people had uh, in that time of Japanese corp corporations buying up American entities. Case in point, Columbia being bought by Sony Pictures back, Sony by, back in the day and becoming Sony Pictures. It was controversy back in the day of that stuff. Uh, they ended up kind of subsiding. It's not super important anymore. But Nintendo kept hold on the, the team up until now uh, with former NOA president, Nintendo America president Howard Lincoln still being on the still running day-to-day -day operations of the team. Until today where it was announced that he will be stepping down uh, because he is retiring at age 73. Um, so Nintendo will be selling the 55% share of the company to a private a private firm um, and we'll be getting money for it. Um, estimates, uh, that's a, yeah, a nice coin. Yeah, estimates uh, rank it. I guess from a previous estimate, the team is worth $1.4 billion. And so 45% of that is $630 million. So if you talk about 55%, you can extrapolate that up. So Nintendo is pretty much guaranteed at least 70, 700 to eight hundred million dollars for this. Which like I is said, a nuts. nice, pretty Mario coin. It's a nice coin, which is good because this puts them and puts gives them a lot more, you know, money in Capital. the bank when it comes to making smarter decisions about their business, which is the other half of this story. So, the other half of the story being that they apologize for the <laughs> Wii U. They are sorry yeah. that they made the console. Well, not sorry that they made the console, but sorry that when they rushed it to market and to presented it in a rather poor light. So, so they're going to make yeah. it up to everyone. There was a, not exactly an investment call, but there was a call that happened today, a business-related call, in which they basically had to establish what their new products were going to be and with what the plan was for executing them. And during that discussion, they did have to basically own up the fact that there were some logistical issues with the Wii U release, and there were some things that prevented it from being successful, and sure enough, it wasn't. So they are course correcting, and this is quite this is part of a larger course correction that they've been talking about for a couple of years now. Uh, this includes their getting into mobile, which they've already had a successful mobile launch with Miitomo, yes, which is over like probably blew their expectations out of the water. Is number one app on both app markets for at least the first two weeks of release. Yep, they're actually talking about adding more, not yep. only to Miitomo, but more apps to mobile games. Uh, it seems like, yeah, there's an Animal Crossing game rumored yep. uh, to be one of their next mobile projects. A bunch, they're trying to get like major Nintendo franchises on, which is smart. Uh, as soon as they get Pokemon on, it's done. Well, hey, Pokemon Go is going to be an interesting experiment. Yes. 
Uh, because that, I mean, that's not Nintendo. That's Pokemon Company. Right, that's Game but Freak. But still, no, actually, Game Freak. Oh, no, no, no it's right. Do Pokemon that. Company. It's the Pokemon game. Pokemon that's Company. the Pokemon Company International. Right. Uh, headline, uh, heading that project. Um, anyways, um, so the other part of this is that they're actually bringing in more of a structure to the company itself. Um, so there's, they're bringing in basically interim people. I forget the exact terms. I don't. I'm not super businessy, so I can't tell you exactly what the role of these people are. But they're bringing more people on as kind of like intermediaries for decision making. Again, to prevent these you know giant disasters from happening. Basically, they don't want another Wii U or another second half of the of the Wii or GameCube or Virtual Nintendo 64 Boy. or Virtual Boy. The sad part is if you take handhelds out of the equation the Wii has been their only success since the Super NES like outright success wait sure, not the, the N64? the N64 did okay it, it was really successful for the first year but as soon as the PlayStation, PlayStation gained steam there was no catching up Yep. the Nintendo 64 got cannibalized later on and the GameCube barely made third place due to the success of, of the PS2 and also the Xbox having been having its success with Halo and Halo 2. Yeah. And, and so, Xbox the initial Xbox Live. But yeah, I mean there was enough comp- competition there that when the, the the reason why it was such a big deal that the Wii did so well is because Nintendo had kind of been in the console doldrums for a couple generations there. Right, but they did own and continue to own the handheld they continue yeah, to outsell everything. Yes, the 3DS is still doing really, really well for them. It's their bread and butter. Since the Game Boy... Well, I, wait, let me reel this back. Since Pokemon came out for the Game Boy, yeah. handhelds have been Nintendo's bread and butter. It's how they make their money. It is why this second story makes a little bit more... This, uh, this last thing we're going to talk about makes a little bit more sense. Because Nintendo is banking on Pokemon to be their holiday game this season. Because... They no longer have one of their major releases coming out this year. Which was, of course... Drum roll, please. Zelda. Zelda Zelda for Wii U is no longer coming out this holiday. It has been delayed till March 2017. And the reason for this delay? Because, guess what, guys? Yep. Nintendo called it. We called it. Zelda is coming out for both NX and Wii U because NX we, we can't call it NX has been confirmed to be released in March 2017. Yes, Nintendo's official title is yet to be unna- unleashed. It's a code name. Code NX. name and a code name NX. It's it's next console. Yes. Uh, rumored is now actually confirmed. Yes. It will be released next year, March 2017. Yes. It will get its premiere at its very own Nintendo Direct. This console will skip yes. out on E3. Yeah. That is the other weird part about this. So previously we had just assumed that Nintendo would be talking about NX at E3. Or at least on E3. So we we already knew that they were going to do a separate uh, separate uh, um, a Nintendo Direct because that's the way they've done it for the last couple of years now. Right. But they specifically said that the Nintendo Direct for E3 this year will be focused almost entirely on Zelda. Zelda and games. It will not be about the NX. There will be a separate event, probably. I would I would hope before E3. I would hope before talking November. About, talking about the NX, guaranteed before November. 
I before the year is out, they did say that more details would be given about the NX before yes. the end of the year. So uh, the question now is, do they do they wait? Because I mean, I, as much as I'd like them to talk about the NX before E three, it'll probably be after. I feel like it has to be after. I feel like yeah. they're going to see what everyone else is going to come out with, and then they're going to see what points they need to hit out to make sure people don't go out and buy a new console. Yeah. So the good news here is, of course, that we now know a firm release date for this thing. We know it's coming sooner than later. Like, the fact that that thing's coming out next year. Sure, it's not this year like everybody thought it was going to be, but still, next year, March, that's early. Mm -hmm. it, it fulfills that rumor that everybody was like, oh, well, when that one thing came out that said, oh, it's going to be this year, they, of course, meant this fiscal year. March is an important date because it's the last possible time they can release something before the end of fiscal year 2016. Right. So that's why it's coming out in March because it's the way to get it out on the books before the year is over. Before they the quote, fiscal year. Yes, the fiscal year, which is all that matters if you're a business. Because mm -hmm. um, your fiscal year runs from April to April, also, a.k.a. tax day. Also, this gets them out of the way of potential... Sony or Microsoft potentially releasing their half-step re-release consoles. Right, the four, the Sony this 4K holiday. or the yes. Xbox 1.5. I think it's very smart because this oh, yeah. carves out their own piece of ground, whereas if they were releasing an X and Holiday, it may have possibly been buried under the PS, PS4 game. Right, I think both PlayStation and Xbox have too much money behind them mm -hmm. and too much hardware behind them to basically compete with a Nintendo product. However, Nintendo being the exclusive holder that they have on all of their games, yeah. they can basically release this whenever the hell they want. That's true. Um, and I, I, it's, it's a weird space because we've never had anything like this before. We've never had Nintendo releasing something so quickly in succession. I mean, since... We've also never had them release this so quietly before. Yeah, and being so weird about it and being like... And, and also having the other two console console companies also being kind of weird about their things too like the console space has gotten so bizarre now it's like it's never been before it's all unpredictable who knows what's going to happen so that's the good news is that we know this thing exists and we know when it's coming out the bad news of course is well there's a few different things of bad news one e3 is going to be pretty sparse uh for nintendo yep well what do you think they have under wraps because there's got to be something else than pokemon right Pokemon they can't Go? rely. No, that's not. Again, that's not them. Right. That's only tangentially them. That's not something that they promote. So it's Pokemon Sun and Moon. That's right. all they have, unless there's something they haven't revealed yet. There's. I assume there'll be a small Zelda demo. There has to be. Well, Zelda will be playable at E3, but it's not coming out this year. No. So that's not it. What I'm saying is that they need something that they're promoting, besides Zelda this year. So is it? That rumor. Oh, uh, Square Enix and Monster Quest. That's there's supposed to be a new Monster Quest coming out. I'm talking for. Uh, you mean Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter, yes. I'm talking first party. Oh, first I'm party. Talking Nintendo released games. Oh, okay. So the there was a rumor a month ago that there was going to be a new um, uh, Paper Mario game for Wii U. So that's possible. I thought that was confirmed. The, uh, oh, what are all those Kirby games? Oh, uh, you're talking about Kirby. Planet Robobot. Yes. Still slated for release for 3DS. Yes, that's also this year. You're right. Yes. Uh, Star Fox. Star Fox came out last week. Okay, yes. Star Fox is out. Uh, so that's why I've been seeing all those commercials. So that's off the table. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's probably something that they're hiding, but 
It just seems crazy to me that they took the one heavy hitter they had for this fall out, even though for good reason. But so yeah, uh, that's the other sucky part is that yeah, everybody who was hoping for a Zelda game this year, no Zelda game this year. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a weird story. Hopefully, this means Nintendo's getting their you know stuff together from now on because. If anything, this is proving that they're willing to learn from their mistakes, and they're really course-correcting almost every single way that they can. On a corporate level, on, you know, on just operational level, on a, like, console level. Do you think they go mobile-heavy this year, 83? Uh, I think mobile-heavy is weird, because the most successful mobile game companies only come out with a new game, like, every six months, you know? Right. It's like it was a big deal when these when the uh, Clash Clans guys did this Clash Royale game because it had been so long since the first one, right? And now Clash Ro- Clash Royale is like the biggest thing on the App Store, so it's like it's a different market. You don't have to keep blipping on the radar. You just have to stick around long enough for people to remember who you are. Nintendo doesn't have that problem. Everybody knows what Nintendo is. I think they they can release things at a leisurely pace and still do them well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I imagine that they I imagine that they do at least two more games uh, before the end of this year. You mean besides Sun and Moon? No, I mean mobile games. Oh, mobile games, yeah, yes. But I thought we were still talking oh. about mobile. I thought <laughs> about just Nintendo in general. Mobile. mobile. Well, I mean, I, I would certainly hope they do more than that <laughs> overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's disappointing that we won't know more about the NX sooner than later, but when we do, hopefully it'll be cool. Yep, so look out for random Nintendo Direct coming yep. later this year. Yep, we'll cover it, I'm sure. Assuming we're still around that long. We'll be um, <laughs> also, music news, I will be at oh. Stagecoach this week. Right, so you'll be able to talk to talk about country. Yep, I'll go country. Yep. Um, and then I will be gone. He's a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. I only have next week. <laughs> I have next week to record. Oh, yeah, the week after that. And then I'm gone. For a week. Yep. The 4th, the 11th, and then you're yep. basically flying solo on the EP. Then, yeah, I'm going to do a solo show, I think, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were golfing for a second. No. For. Uh, uh, yeah, so thank you boat. for listening to the Media Boat Podcast. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, if you want to uh, like us or leave a comment on our Facebook page, just search in the search bar for Media Boat Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Media Boat Cast. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at Cracker Drill. Q-U-A-C-K-E-R-D-R-I-L-L. I am not two. N-A-U-G-H-T, the number two. Those are also both of our gamer tags for both yeah. Xbox and PlayStation. So yes. look us up. Look us up. Uh, then, uh, yeah, uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a, me- leave a review. Leave some stars for us. We would greatly, yeah. greatly appreciate it. It helps us with rankings and yep. stuff like that. Like and comment on Facebook. I do continue to post uh, yep. new news articles daily. Yep. New news. Yep. <laughs> new Not news. old news. New news. It literally news. happens like hours before I post it. Literally. literally. All right, so thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. For, for another edition yep, uh, of Media Boat Podcast. Media Boat Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. Did you just cast a line? Did you just cast a line? Ah! We did it!